Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to a speedy 9320 review. Looking back at a satisfying 3-2 win in Belgrade to score a 100% group record as the youth of today showed their worth. With a performance that was Bob on, Oscar worthy and more. Uh, we'll look at the story of tonight and what the future holds as we consider what comes next. To do so, delighted to have a special guest to help me through the pod. It's none other than Stephen McInerney. Good, good morning, Stephen. Good morning, How are you? Mate. I'm good, I'm good. Um, I actually enjoyed last night, you know. Um, we'll obviously yeah. get on to that in more detail in a bit, but I was expecting it to be a nothing game, and it was fun. I love a game with a good narrative, you know, when a lot of things happen. Yeah. So it was good fun, mate. Are you okay? Did you did you get my two Hamilton references in that I did. I wasn't sure. Well, yeah, I was like, like, is it a Hamilton <laughs> reference or is it an Oscar Bob reference? Have you sort of, as, uh, I've been thinking about my video title as well, like the Hamilton show or something like that, you know, or you, I was going to get as many as, as I could into this show as well, but I'll leave you to that. Yeah, spoilt for choice last night. The first two are <laughs> Oscar Bob, the story of tonight and what comes next are Hamilton songs, apparently. I've not seen Hamilton, actually. So, no, I haven't. No. I started. To, I started it. Here's all. What's he called? Juan Miranda, whatever he's called. Um, the guy that does all the songs. I started it, and ten minutes in, I found it a bit annoying and turned it off. So, there we go. Ninety-three twenty Hamilton fans hate me because I'm sorry. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, don't do musicals anyway. So, <laughs> so I assume it is. <laughs> anyway, how are you? Are you, yeah, are you good, ready mate. for I'm... Christmas? Um, absolutely not. Of course, in the spirit of um, being a male, basically. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, no, to be honest, uh, this one was just all about our little one, basically. Um, our little lad, yeah. Ruben, he's, he's just turned one. Last year, he was a potato. Didn't really know what was going on. And yesterday morning, um, we brought him down. We had all the lights and decorations up for the first time in the tree and stuff. I'm just seeing his little face kind of light up, literally because of all the lights. Um, dead excited, you know, seeing the tree and all that kind of stuff. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it this year. I always look forward to it anyway. I'm a, I'm a Christmassy kind of guy, but just I don't know. It feels a little bit more, a little bit more special this year because I've got the little guy who's just mm. excited to um, just point at Christmas trees and go ooh and, and lights and all that kind of stuff. So it's nice, man. Are you looking forward to Christmas? Uh, just first, you claimed you had a ten out of ten tree on Instagram. So I do mate, I do honestly. It's, it's <laughs> ten out of ten tree must be at least twenty feet tall, surely. Or... Well, that's a, well, it's about nine foot, eight foot. So it's a big one. It's a big one. Oh, that's not season. bad actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm team real tree always. I don't know. I just this is a smell. Everyone acts like mm. really hard to clean up. They're not at all. Dust pan and brush you done in twenty seconds. You know, it's one of those things where yeah. it's apparently they're actually sort of better as well. In terms of like, you know, everyone thinks it's more sustainable to get one and keep it forever, but yeah. people don't. So actually, real trees are more sustainable than plastic ones, apparently. So, so I got the yeah. moral, moral victory, and the fact that it looks <laughs> nicer and smells nicer. So, I'm gonna take that. <laughs> mm. Now, I will be looking forward. To, I mean, I've had so much work that it'll just ease yeah. off next week, I think. So, once I'm up to date with work, and just I'm just gonna do pods over Christmas. You know, that'll be the only thing apart from on TV, relaxing. Pods, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm gonna ask you. Do you enjoy the hectic Christmas footy schedule? I'm gonna be honest. I, I, because cause Christmas is so hectic. I, I tend to just sort of getting get around to watch city games. Like you know, there's too much going on. You know, around Christmas that like you don't mm. have time to put on. I don't have time to put on the other stuff really. And I think there'll just be Christmas films on in the background. You know, um, that obviously definition of what a Christmas film is quite loose these days. But there'll be you know, it'll just be not die hard. <laughs> well, I think I mean that's the mean that that's what I was on about. It's a loose definition, but I'll probably put it on because there's snow in it, you know, at some point, um, <laughs> which is the most tenuous link. I think it's set at Christmas in it, so yeah, uh, yeah like it Jurassic is, yeah. Park will be on because it's on every single channel at Christmas, but it has to yeah. be watched. And so, yeah, I'll probably watch some of the games. I'll probably pay attention 
because they come so thick and fast, there's a good chance to be able to watch a few of them at mm. least, you know, and obviously be all the City games for me. And um, I do love a Boxing Day TV in the background um, or laptop in the background for me, even being honest. Um, mm. And football on as the sort of deal with, you know, the Boxing Day curry preparations. <laughs> of course. Yeah, oh, of course. don't forget Elf. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I mean, it's weird. That's sort of a given. you got to talk about the ones that aren't Christmas films because they're the ones you watch anyway. <laughs> and then you do watch Elf. I only caught on yesterday at the Santa Claus film, the one with Tim Allen. It's Santa Claus with an E on the end. I didn't even realise that. It's a very clever title, that. You know, when he, I only realised that yesterday. So I, I'm <clears> very, very slow with these things. I actually, I, you know, I love Christmas just because it feels good <laughs> in a way. Yeah, but most of the yeah. stuff around it, I actually hate. I hate Christmas movies. I hate Christmas music. And I hate virtually all the food. All right, Mince pies and, and Christmas pudding are some of the worst food available in the world. Turkey's mince all right, but there's better man, birds yeah. than turkey. So I had six mince pies yesterday. I'm not even exaggerating. Uh, I love them, mate. I absolutely love them. Nah. I, I would have them all year round happily. I'm glad they don't, not because I would generally be eating them all the time. I get you with the pudding thing, though. I think they are overrated puddings. They're a bit like, yeah. eh, you know. Put it this way, I'd rather have an apple pie. No, not sorry, uh, apple pie is still a little crumble, you know, as opposed yeah. to a, a, the Manchester United, the pie world. I mean, right? Should we talk football? <laughs> yeah, go, go. Yeah, so I know you've got a busy day ahead of you, so I really appreciate you coming on anyway to, pleasure, to chat. Uh, this match, <laughs> my first question, quite brazen, did he care? <laughs> were, you look, were you looking forward to it as it was stress free? Um, I actually was looking forward to it, yeah, because it was stress free, and I, I know, I. Like some games you care about, but I think ninety percent of football games you don't care about anyway. You watch them because you enjoy them, you know. So I, I only really care care about the big massive ones, if that makes sense, where they stress me out walking around the mm. you know house during the day. But most of them I do tune in to see to to watch football because I enjoy it. So that was no different for this one for me. And I actually quite like it when you see, you know, a game like this where Pep's sort of gonna just throw out the caution, you know, just pick a random team. There's going to be some names that we aren't all familiar with. Um, it's a chance to see who can step up. And I just sort of enjoy... It was all a bit wild, Jesse. A quarter to six kickoff, you know? And yeah. the game was done before we were all ready for bed, before the bill was on TV or whatever. It's not on TV anymore, you know what I mean? Um, but it was all ready and, like... We, it was nice to have everything to be done nice and early while enjoying the young players. And I just... Yeah, I was looking forward to it in, in its kind of own weird kind of way. It was nice. I watched it and then watched the goals show. You know, the BT, so watch the yeah. PSG Newcastle ta- you know, group unfold. So it was quite nice in that way. Yeah. It's weird, City will never have a home game, will they, at quarter to six? So you're only going to get the very occasional away game at quarter to six. But I was more for it than I realised, actually. I think yeah. it comes down to just, once again, I've got to get the little guy in bed and stuff like that. So it wasn't, he didn't, yeah. he didn't um, clash with that too much. And then I'm so used to doing, obviously, that because obviously I do the YouTube thing, I'm so used to, like, sort of put closing my laptop at midnight after a game you know and yeah. it was nice to do that at like half nine ten as you know for once so for me obviously it's not ideal if it was in the uk i'd understand people getting to games after work and so it would be diff- no chance, difficult yeah. but i sort of liked it you know i wouldn't i wouldn't put it this way i wouldn't be against it for away games in champions league you know in yeah. general just because i just it's sort of it's, it's useful for people like me sat on the sofa I think somewhere in the middle would probably be best, seven o'clock, but yeah, they're not going to yeah. do that either, are they? So, so, as for the team, what sort of team did you want and what sort of team did you expect from Pep? Which is two very different questions because there was a little bit of me I thought, he's going to go strong again, Pep, isn't he? Because yeah. really, does he ever pluck youngsters out of the, you know, 
youth team or wherever, and you know, with options quite a bit limited, uh, I was slightly concerned that he would still go strong. So, what did you think of the team, and did you think Pep all along was going to pick a team like that? I, I was a view on that. I, 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 I did think that he was going to pick a slightly stronger team, not because he wanted to as such, more just because I, mm. I, I felt that there wasn't really um, many youth players sort of kind of banging down the doors from the yeah. side at the moment to get in and it, we've seen that sort of trend of that this season anyway, even when the games have been sort of the squad has, match day squad has been a little bit kind of thin, he hasn't had many kind of the youth players on the bench so um, and the fact that, that a lot many of them involved in pre-season sort of pointing to, towards that too the team I wanted was actually what we got last night, really, to be honest. That kind of thing yeah. where I still wanted to see the the first team players who hadn't played much start, you know, Gomez, Kovacic, Nunes, people like that. Because I, I feel like they do need it. Um, but that team, uh, with you know, with one lad then, one lad on starting, you know, one academy lad and more coming on, uh, it felt like the right balance, actually. And I'm sort of glad Pep did actually just go, right, we aren't going to play... Uh, the Osco, Diaz, Edison, Harland. I know they weren't available all of them, but you know what I mean. All he, he rested yeah. as many as he reasonably could, I think, without just um, without just I, without just throwing maybe Michael Hammond, Michael Hamilton into, in, into the bear pit, so to speak. Because I, I don't think it's always fair when you put a team just full of kids away in Belgrade, you know, uh, yeah. in the middle of winter. I, I like the fact that he had a decent platform to perform on. Yeah. And, uh, I think mean, he's got, got some good, good minutes in the legs of some players that needed it as well, which is a cliche, but it's sort of genuinely true in this instance. Well, Cassie, I forgot to put this in the notes. We, I think a few arses were uh, <laughs> creaking when uh, John Stones was named. But, <laughs> I mean, what, what do you want? Not to play him? or does It ma- It doesn't matter if you save him for Crystal Palace. If he's going to get injured, he's going to get injured again, isn't he? So yeah. he's been training for weeks now and he probably needs minutes, does he not? Well, there's probably more of a risk of him getting injured if he doesn't play, I guess, at some point. I, I, mm. I, the thing is, we always presume that there is there's such, because we, we have such a, like a, even in the internet age, we still have a paucity of information about what goes on, like minute to minute at a football club, and as it should be that way. But I think because we don't see everything that goes on, we don't hear every conversation, we forget that they've discussed this a billion times, you know. <laughs> they know yeah. exactly where John Stones is, they know exactly where what he should be doing and what he shouldn't be doing because of their, their multi million pound sports analysis team, you know. So I think like Stones would not be playing unless they, they felt it was a good idea for him to play, and it, it did feel a little bit crazy, but. I'm like, well, they are, they're not what they're doing, really. And it, there's always a presumption that if a player gets injured, oh, we, we shouldn't have played him then. It's like, well, he could get injured on the bus on the way home. You know what I mean? Like, you never know yeah. when that's going to happen. Well, obviously, less likely, unless he's putting sliding tackles in Edison yeah. on the bus. But, but in general, you, you, it's, it, they're, they're informed calls, aren't they? Pet wasn't just doing it for a laugh. It's probably because he felt like Stone was either day. And he, let's be honest as well. The other day, his form, he, he, when he came back in his first game, he wasn't that great. He had a slightly iffy game, so he probably does need those minutes as well you know, to kind of get back up to scratch. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've had, I had 10 years of not knowing whether to say Mika or Micah. Is it Micah? Now I've got to go through it all over again. Uh, <laughs> Micah Hamilton, yeah. Apologies. I have no idea, mate. Should know how to pronounce first name, shouldn't you? But. Yeah. Uh, how surprised were you to, to see him in the lineup? And what's well, the point? What do you actually know about him? I mean, you uh, were—you used to be huge watching, you know, youth yeah, sides. Yeah. And are you? Do you still watch as much as you used to? And what do you know about our current crop? No, not as much as I used to. Just because um, just haven't got the time as much with, the, with, the, with getting to games with my son mm. and so on. Uh, it's more a case of like I, I kind of try and tune in when they're on the um, 
when they're on the city app uh, to watch the game here and there. I will start going again actually when probably when my son's a bit older, two or three, because I can take him along, you know, to games as well. Um, it's one of those things where though I do know uh, Michael Hamilton because he's not like eighteen, seventeen; he's um, twenty, you know. So yeah. he, he was. I saw I saw the tales of him coming through when I stopped going regularly to the academy games. Still, and what I do know is like he's. I actually thought he would start yesterday because I was looking around I, when I did my like, sort of match preview yesterday. I, I, I put him in the team because I felt there was no obvious choice for the right wing because he's going to rest Foden and he's going to rest Bernardo Silva. Um, and I thought he was going to play Oscar Bob as a false nine when, the, when it came out that Alves wasn't available. So um, I thought he was going to start and he'd put him out as a winger doing the classic kind of sort of out of position thing. And what I do know about him is he is a sort of attacker. He can play on the left uh, as cutting in or, or sort of as a number 10 attacking midfielder. Um and I was really, really happy for him um, to get that start because he's had quite a few injuries over the past couple of years, which have yeah. s- slowed him down a little bit as they would do at that age. And I can't even, even begin to imagine the frustration of being that close to brilliance, you know, in terms of training. Worst like, time to pick it. up a serious injury, really, is yeah, exactly. 18, 19. It's terrible because obviously at that point you would have been around the first team training every now and then. and but not be able to, you know, mix with De Bruyne and and eventual treble winners because you sat on the sidelines and and it would have been so frustrating for him. But I mean, I think the talent there is obvious. And the thing is, he's not really seen as like this guy, like Phil Foden. You know, like oh, you've got to see this kid. He's coming through. He's going to become a superstar. He wasn't. He's not seen as that level. But mm. he's seen as most Man City youngsters are really talented. You know, and I do think there's something to be said for. Uh, the lesser names sometimes because they they're the ones that can sort of surprise you, you know, when they get a chance. Because some youngsters just suit being around superstars. Look at Rico Lewis; he probably looks better in the first team than he will with the academy players because they're on the same wavelength as him, you know. And I think Michael Hamilton, he, he sort of thrived from getting the ball, in, uh, you know, uh, in really good spaces, and uh, it was provided to him obviously by established, you know, senior international footballers and. I was just dead happy for him because he's he's from Crumpsall, so he's a local lad anyway, you know. Yeah. He's been at City since he was like nine years old and literally before we started recording this I was watching the, the clip of um a pet finding out that he was, you know, speaking to him when he was, you know, thirteen years old. <laughs> pep didn't even know that was him, you know, he didn't realise it was quite sweet watching it and it's a lovely little story, isn't it? And I think those things matter, Howard, you know, in football. I really think they do matter, you know, that narrative about mm. the young lad Crumpsall. Pep's talking to him seven years ago, now he's in the first team. It's just nice, isn't it? It's nice. Yeah. I mean, not that big a surprise that he's started, because, of course, it's a travelling party, and we knew that four uh, youngsters had travelled, so... Yeah. Uh, and, of course, one other would get on the pitch, at least. Yep. Right. Well, I expected, still, a pretty underwhelming performance, to be honest. Factoring everything in, just change of personnel, not meaning anything for either side. I'm pretty sure Belgrade had nothing on the line. Don't think head-to-head they could catch and get into the Europa. All things considered, then, and I'm not going to walk through this game section by section. You'll be glad to know. <laughs> uh, obviously, a lot of changes second half tailed off. They had a, a few more chances, but I was pretty impressed and enjoyed that first half performance and beyond. Uh, same for you? Yeah, it was nice, man. It was nice, and I, I felt after um, the Villa game, I sort of wanted to see City um, again. Mm. You know, what I mean by that is, you, you know, how City play, keep the ball, move it, sort of a bit of interchanging of players up front, just a little bit of fluidity and control. And the the, the game since then, I think we've seen that. And I, I was really impressed how cohesive that team performance looked, given it was such a change side. I was expecting it to be really disjointed and, you yeah. know, like put, not put two passes together, 
you know, a little bit sloppy because not at least Cow about performance, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. We've seen it a billion times and away from home in Belgrade, freezing cold, not ideal conditions. I, I thought it was going to be difficult, but it was really, I thought it was a really encouraging performance actually because a lot of the question marks of the season have been built around the depth of this side and and to see some, some players step up um, and play, uh, you know, within their own way like to this Pep style, um, I thought it was really encouraging. There was nice stories everywhere, you know, like lots of firsts, like, you know, first start for Michael Hamilton, first goal, first start and goal for Oscar Bob in the Champions League, all these kind of things. And, of course, Calvin Phillips will get onto in a bit. It was just like, it was um, it, it was it was really, yeah, nice football in the first half. It was nice control and professional is probably the word, but I, I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.